0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Heading Back to the Window. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your
1: co host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com.
0: And together we make up the show Heading Back to the Window. Why Heading Back to the Window? Because that is exactly where you want to be. You make your bet, you win your bet. What do you do, Scott? You go back to the window. You go back to the window. I thought you were going to give some snappy response about how you uh, have now more money on your app. You refresh the balance on your app. That's right. Exactly. Exactly (laughs) right. So good to be here. This is day number two. Good to have everybody with us live in person. Of course, we will take questions, comments as they come. you guys got any questions about the games tonight, we'll be happy to weigh in there. We've got four college games, one NFL game. And one game five of the National League Championship Series. Scott, Dodgers on the ropes, man. Can the Braves deliver the knockout blow tonight?
1: They're going to try. Does that answer your question?
0: It does not. Not one bit.
1: Well, I, we've been all over the Braves in the series. I know Justin Turner is now going to be out for the year because he got injured yesterday. That was a hamstring issue, right? I believe that is correct, yes. So the Dodgers, in terms of their rotation, they're very one short-handed. One game. The lineup's and a little one bit injured game- as well. They got a couple of issues to deal with, but the Braves, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, they were able to save the rotation a little bit yesterday with a pretty interesting strategy that we weren't sure how it would work out. It worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was not a fan. I got to tell you, I don't... I still... They got away with it, and it worked, but I still don't understand why you didn't put Max Fried out there on four days rest and then, uh, you know, come home with Charlie Morton if you needed him on regular rest there in game number six. But... It worked out for the Braves, and now they've got they've got Freed ready to go to uh, try to shut it out in Game Five, and then they've got Charlie Morton on regular rest if they need him. So Brian Snitker, and you're looking uh,
1: at what Anderson for seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, that's got to be it. They've, they've really only got three starters, Scott. So
1: oh, you look at the Dodgers, and they basically have three, two, but. Urias struggled, which you weren't surprised with because he didn't look good out of the bullpen about two, nope. three days prior. So both teams a little bit short-handed coming to rotations.
0: Now, who do you like? To, who do you like tonight? Because the Dodgers still haven't
1: named a starter for starter for starters. Who do you think goes there? Oh, it, it's really a tough call. They might throw Scherzer in out of the bullpen for a little bit. They really don't have many guys no i, I got to assume they're going to use the bullpen because you have the off day tomorrow for the travel right so they might just unload the bullpen throw gonsolin out there maybe hope he eats a couple innings as well but it's not pretty i'll tell you what atlanta at least has a guy who can give you six seven innings if you need it so i do think the Braves have a huge advantage don't you think i totally agree and max
0: freed has been very good he's got that stre- that streak of quality starts going He's He's the guy that you want right in this position. They don't want to go back in Atlanta and have to play, get a couple extra days off. That would be a beautiful thing. We have somebody already, Scott, They want to know our thoughts on the Charlotte game tonight. We'll get to it. But before we do that, man, let's get rolling, Scott. We have a lot to get to. Not as much time as we, we got to get used to our new compressed time period here. So let's find out, man, who took it in the shorts last night. There was some good news and there was some bad news out there. Let's start with the bad news, Scott. You know who you are. You got robbed. Time to call the cops. All right, we're going to uh, start off. I don't even. I don't even know, man. This is uh It's 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 a it's a brave new world out there with the NBA going on. But we're going to start off in the MLB. If you had the was Braves. that
1: a pun by the way? It's a brave new world. It was not.
0: No, but it, it could it, be it a pretty well. I'm funnier than even I realize. Hey, if you had the Braves Dodgers under eight, uh, it was a little bit of a sweat. Seven runs after eight innings, you're like, okay, we just need that bullpen to do their thing. The Braves, Scott. They weren't done scoring, buddy. They went up and put up four insurance runs in the top of the ninth. You can burn that ticket. That game ended up nine to two. You had Braves Dodgers under eight. You thought it was probably a pretty good play. It was right up until the time that wasn't time to call the cops.
1: Well, and people might've taken the under on that game after a bad beat potentially on the under in the first game because the Red Sox and the Astros under nine and a half looked pretty good. You had eight runs after eight innings. And then the Astros scored two runs with two outs in the top of the ninth. Game ended 9-1. to one. I'll tell you what, if you've been betting unders in that ALCS series, you not only have lost, you've lost in excruciating fashion a couple of times.
0: Two nights in a row, you've had some ninth-inning, two-out heroics. Nothing, nothing, Also,
1: game one. Game one, you had the Hernandez homer in the ninth inning.
0: No, that's right. That's right. I was going to say, nothing will match Tuesday night with the seven runs scored after two men were out. But it's still... That's a nice honorable mention, bad beat right there. And we'll finish it up in the NBA. Rockets, Timberwolves. We had the second half under 112 and a half. You were looking you were looking good, Scott. They were sitting at 97 with just 215 left. And it was kind of a kind of a, a wide it was it was it was a what a tight game, right? So there was no intentional foul no, shots. No, it
1: wasn't a tight game at all. The game was applauded from start to finish. So
0: I mean that's what I'm saying. There was so there was no intentional foul shots. Doesn't matter. Put up 16 points in the final 215 Ugh, to beat you by a half a point. Oof, I Landed 113. If you had the second half under 112.5, you had a fantastic play. You had it handicapped correctly. It just didn't work out, man. Call the
1: cops. So I actually have a pretty funny story about that game. So I ended up losing my play that day yesterday, which I think was the only thing I lost because both of us, I'm pretty sure, were just absolutely rolling on the show yesterday. Did well. But, yeah, I had the Raptors which did not go well no. against the Wizards. But I ended up looking at the scores at halftime, and I ended up putting in a two-pick parlay, and I took a nap. So I ended up waking up. My two picks were the six for second half, which I got at, I believe, minus two. They crushed them. And I got the over one twelve and a half and a half in the second half between the Timberwolves and the Rockets. But the issue was I, for the life of me, thought I had one thirteen and a half. and a half Right. You ever have one of those moments where you just completely forget what line you even have? Yeah. Or you it, just visualize the wrong line in it your usually head? Goes, it usually goes the other way. Of course, you usually lose. But I woke up and I'm just like, I don't remember if I had 13 and a half or 12 and a half. So you automatically assume you have 13 and a half to brace yourself. And I looked up on my account and it said, you win. And I said, great. Fantastic stuff. So I actually won on that. Very good. Hey, Scott, were,
0: I just got somebody in the comment section, Elliot V. By the way, welcome to Calvin and Elliot. Super sly, Browns backer, of course. But Elliot V said somebody hit a, tw- a ten million dollars scratch off from a store in Brooklyn. Scott, at least he didn't use my name. Good lord, that's that's a nice. He said, "What are the odds?" Well, the odds of that happening to one of us, zero, <laughs> absolutely zero. I waste
1: all I waste all my luck on regular football spreads. That's
0: right. I, I, I don't I don't jack around with those uh, millions of dollars. I, I like to I like to win my plays. All right, so. There is the other side of the coin, Scott. There were some people that had nice, easy victories. Let's find out who they were as uh, we take a look at today's
1: uh, rocking Chairs. So the first one was between the Braves and the Dodgers. If you had the Braves on the money line, plus Price, by the way, uh, they led 4-0 after three innings, and that's all you needed because the Dodgers didn't even score three runs. The Braves won 9-2 plus a big price, by the way.
0: I don't know, what, what did this finally go off at? I saw some 230s, 240s out there for, for LA. I'm assuming you were probably money line close to 200 with the Braves?
1: Well, that's what we talked about in the show yesterday, which was the fact that the Dodgers, the public can't believe that the Dodgers are going to go down 3-1. <laughs> They're too good to do that. Yeah, right? We, we weren't really talking about the money line. We were talking more about the plus one and a half, which also ended up winning sweat-free. Right. But people, when it comes to gambling always assume that just because something happened can't happen again not going to happen right right. after that's why they play the game oh bad philosophy to have
0: all right so (laughs) it's it's a it's a beautiful thing and oftentimes you can make it work in your favor uh heading to the frozen pond if you had the brewers flyers over five and a half three goals in the first period you're like hey we're off to a good start yeah you were because they put three goals up in the second period you're done. You can sit in that rocking chair, take a nap, or you can go do something else because that game was over. It ended up 6-3. to three. If you had Brian's, uh,
1: Bruins flyers over five and a half, you can sit in a rocking chair. And the last one wasn't basketball. Between the Thunder and the Jazz, if you had the under 221 and a half, each quarter had less than 52 points. Unless you have about four overtimes, that game's going under, and the game landed 193.
0: Yep, that was a uh, that was a, a nice hit there as well. All right, we got something we want to talk about real fast here, and it fits in well with our next segment, Scott. Let's find out who's wearing the golden feed bag, shall we? We're gonna hand out the prize for today's donkey of the day.
1: All right, I know this one. This is one that you found, Scott. So I'll let you take it. So we're gonna be looking at college basketball because if you have not been paying attention to the calendar it starts in about a month so get ready for college basketball i know i'm excited for it but bob huggins the head basketball coach for west virginia made some comments regarding the ncaa tournament which well might have rubbed some people including myself the wrong way he suggested that the major schools from the power five conferences etc should break away from the ncaa tournament and create their own postseason tournament. And why would anyone do anything like that? Well, obviously because of money. So this is a, I guess, Super League proposal, quote-unquote, for college basketball, and I hate every bit of it. I understand that, you know, you want to keep all the money because you don't want those, you know, itty-bitty group of five schools to make any money during the NCAA tournament. That would be scandalous to let anyone else get paid. But – you really are trying to sabotage the best playoff event and or the best postseason event in all sports. Yes, like he Bob is. Huggins, get get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> you know, it's not exactly like they're not making any money now. They have a they have a fourteen year deal for ten point eight billion dollars. That's seven hundred and seventy million dollars a year for the NCAA tournament. That's not nothing, Scott. I don't know. I heard
1: West Virginia makes a pretty good amount of football money as well. Hmm. <laughs>
0: i heard that somewhere so my question is are they going to make that much more money do do we do we really want to see you know i I mean for me i want to see the underdogs play the big boys i want to i want to course that's the point you want to see these teams from the sun belt that won the conference go up against the fourth place team in the big east you know nobody
1: goes into a tournament and roots for chalk you root for the cinderella 12 13 seed to make the sweet 16 absolutely absolutely That's how it works so no I think Huggins is completely wrong and I think that if you even reduce the field part of the appeal for the NCAA tournament is just the quantity of games during the first couple of rounds but if you end up reducing the field you're looking at like a CBI NIT type of field where you have about 32 teams that just sounds significantly worse doesn't it
0: yes it does um I I totally agree so I don't, I don't think it's going to get much traction. I think we put that to bed. I got a question here, Scott. And I think I know the answer, but I want, I want to get your opinion too because I know you're knowledgeable about this. Browns backer, one, one of my favorite guys. He roasts me every time I take anybody but the Browns. So uh, he wants to know if a, a pitcher can be replaced during a count in an MLB game. And the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, I, you can. Yeah. Now, of course, we're not just talking about injury. That's usually when that would happen. Pretty much the only time that would ever happen, because why else would you end up ejecting anybody? I've seen but,
0: it. No, not ejecting. I've seen no, him. Go, I've seen him go get the pitcher on a almost hitting a guy on a, on a two or one count.
1: But yep. if you wanted to, yeah, you could switch with a two strike count. I've
0: seen him switch out on two one on a, on a two one count where they, really, yeah,
1: yep. not injury related nope, or injury nope, related.
0: Nope, not injury related. Just I, mean, had, I saw that
1: in the movie The Natural.
0: Just does had that enough? count? No, it does not.
1: Like I, I, I've never seen that live in person, but I know for a fact you can do that. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, and yeah, I think you are getting Landry back tonight. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be more than a decoy. I don't know how much he'll, uh, up to speed he'll be. Well,
1: that's the thing. Landry might play. Odell might not. So it's, you're kind of just trading off. The Browns don't really have many weapons. It's it's a
0: it's game. a fun game to handicap. It really is. So um, yeah, but right before we get to that, we're gonna we have to do this. We have to talk about this Scott, because it affected us and it affected our farm play. There is one man out there. Well, I guess it's a group, actually. And they ended up being our gambling heroes of the day. Let's find out who it is, shall we? Little known fact, that's actually Scott on the trumpet. Very yes, good. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is most certainly not. I do not know how to play a trumpet. So, Scott, yesterday we had our farm play. You kind of took the lead on this when you were ready to jump into the NBA with both feet. And uh, what did we have?
1: We had the Bulls minus five against the Pistons.
0: Had the Bulls minus five against the Pistons. And that game looked like we took a pretty bad beat there, Scott. A little buzzer beater. And it took it from six down to four. Oh, what a bad beat. Time to call the cops. We lose by
1: one. But Scott, what happened? Well, the referees huddled together in front of the scores table to review the meaningless basket, quote-unquote, and they determined the ball was still in Corey Joseph's hand. It was. It wasn't even close. The fact that it was even counted as a basket lifetime is a joke. But the NBA, with them partnering up with gambling organizations, etc., finally realized the importance of game spreads because they reviewed it and they officially waved off the basket and the Bulls won by six, which means... We ended up covering.
0: Never a doubt, buddy. Never, yep, never a, a doubt, doubt at all. So that was kind of fun, and we'll be we're we're loading up the farms, man. What is that? Three in a row? We yeah, are, it Could be three or four.
1: We've been doing well for yeah. the last week or so. Yeah,
0: we kind of run. We kind of run in streaks, man. We had we had a bad week two weeks ago. I think we won one out of five, and then we've been crushing it. So hopefully we'll keep that rolling as well. By the way, I went. We usually talk about our records. I went one and one yesterday on the premium side. I had coastal absolutely shit the bed in the second half. We talked I had a about...
1: weird thought about that Coastal game, though. I said either take Coastal with the spread or App State money line because if it's close, App State's going to win.
0: Yep, and you were, and Maybe, you were it right. It sounded
1: like it made no sense live, but it actually worked out because App State won the game in a very close fashion.
0: And then we had the – on the premium side, we did the Braves on the money line – excuse me, on the on the run line. Reverse run line, you mean. The reverse run line, right, the plus, plus one and a half. And we had the under in Coastal App State game, another no-sweat victory. As they ended up putting up three points in the in the fourth period, that was really helpful. In the fourth quarter, that was certainly helpful. So, and I know you hit your play of the day, right?
1: No, I lost my play that day.
0: Okay, what uh, was it?
1: I had the Raptors. Oh, that's really right. That's right. the entire country of Canada. First home game in about a year and a half. True home game in Canada. They scored 83 points against the Wizards. But it's one of those situations where I'm sure you can relate when you give out so many plays where you lose the one that's most important, but you hit everything else in sight. Yep, and if you rewatch the uh, head, heading back to the windows show yesterday, I don't think I got a single thing wrong except for the play of the day that I had. The
0: one you made official, yeah. I yeah, I had an NFL day like that. Like I said, we went I went eight and five, and had a horrible horrible record on the premium side, and went one and or one and one on the uh, on on the free side and lost it and lost the teaser. So, all right, so let's talk about these games tonight, man. Uh, first of all, we've talked about we've talked about the baseball game a little bit. It's going to be freed and going against a bullpen game for the Dodgers obviously right
1: i think it's a guy uh, an international prospect named undecided <laughs> Unde- undecided undecided so
0: yeah again it, it, it's this is absolutely
1: ridiculous i think free, I'm assuming you would agree with me Scherzer's is going to pitch at some point i
0: you, you couldn't keep him off there there's no
1: there's I think no he way has to. you can't keep him out unless you score four runs in the first inning I'm expecting Scherzer to come in at some point. So Freed as a quality start, what is it? 16 straight starts, is that correct? Yeah, he's been dealing. It's yeah. That's that's unbelievable
0: quality start, of course. 300 runs or less and 16. Based on how he's
1: pitched for the last month and change, if you score more than two runs against him, you should pop some champagne bottles because he's been absolute nails.
0: So Scott, the Braves got to be what minus 140, 150 favorites here.
1: Uh, well, that's what <laughs> you can make an argument for, but. Well, the people, especially the odds makers, love the Dodgers because they play in L.A. Uh I heard Los Angeles is very nice this time of year. It is. But yeah, let's just say I'm questioning the current odds that are set up because the Braves have really dominated every game. Yep. In the series, they should have swept. If you want to be honest, because they blew the game that they lost in Game Three. Correct,
0: had a three-game lead in the eighth inning, or three-run lead. Three-run lead, in the yeah. In the, yeah. But
1: then, of course, they ended up. Uh, Bellinger had the home run. That kind of unraveled. But they responded quite nicely uh, yesterday. I'm not taking the Dodgers. No, if, are you? If you want to give the Dodgers minus price, we made the same argument in the series against the Giants. Yes, and and even though the Dodgers won the series in the end, you were every opponent the Dodgers face. Is just so disrespected Yep. in the marketplace. Agreed. I have to look at the Braves. Now, unfortunately for us, they caught on to the plus one and a half play for the Braves because that was like minus 130, minus 115 yesterday. But the point is, we're getting some great prices on the reverse run line. Now it's around minus 170. So that's not really an option for us now. I'm looking at the money line because you have freed who's really good against, as of right now, nobody. So I'm going to go with the Braves because I have to back the significantly better starting pitcher with yeah. the team that's been playing well. Absolutely. And Turner, I know he struggled in the playoffs. The truth is the whole team struggled besides Bellinger. Is that fair? Yeah, it, it is. Like, Absolutely. Trey Turner's been terrible just going down the line. They really, really miss Muncie. Well, the game, what was it? The, uh, was it,
0: was it the Wednesday night game or the, or the Tuesday night game where the, the first five guys, none of them had hits. Yeah. So what do you, I don't Once know what you're going to do that. Nathan Cerner brings up a good point about this series. He thinks with a with a healthy Kershaw might be a little different outcome. And I, I agree. If you've got if you got one more quality pitcher like that to throw into the rotation, yeah, number one, you don't have a bullpen day today. And yeah, you absolutely could have stolen another win there with, with a healthy Kershaw. But ifs and buts, my friend, injuries and uh, especially at that age are part of the game.
1: I'll take the plus money with the team that's up three to one with an actual starting pitcher all day,
0: all a a good starting pitcher. One, arguably one of the best that's still left in the playoffs right now, as far as current form. So
1: of course, I'm sure some people will bet the Dodgers anyway, just because, you know, the Braves blew a three, one lead last year to this team. It's like, congratulations. Can we look at the rosters? Yep. Yep. You know, the Dodgers should call up and ask if he's available to pitch Trevor Bauer, because they kind of need him. They don't have anybody. What happened? to uh danny duffy
0: they traded uh, they traded he was injured well he was but they were gonna they were he was supposed to be healthy by the playoffs that was the whole point
1: by the they, way i was joking about bauer but the point is it would have been nice to have him for the series so let's put it that way too soon my friend too soon yeah too soon it's, but he so started uploading youtube videos again okay well that counts i guess he moved on i don't know
0: all right uh, as far as the football goes we've got some interesting college game Scott you've got two-lane SMU this this number opened at 14 pretty much it stayed there it started to creep down a little bit to 13 and a half a little money coming in on the green wave 70 and a half is the total there brother uh the ponies I like this team I don't necessarily like them covering big numbers the two games they haven't covered this year have both been big big numbers and I I worry about Well,
1: you know you know that I like Navy in that last game and Navy ended up covering that so I did watch a decent amount of that SMU well
0: you know SMU kneeled down first and five (laughs) it
1: is true but Navy also didn't score a touchdown in the entire second half so Navy was doing pretty well to start
0: okay so you're I'm
1: just saying you can make an argument that SMU even though they took a knee they kneeled it instead of scoring or they got tackled whatever they were lucky to be in that position to even sniff a cover in that spot.
0: Okay. Well, this is a Tulane team that's failed
1: to cover their last four in a row. Um, but can you peek in a loss to Oklahoma? Because that's kind of what Tulane did. Yeah, that's. It's a. Uh,
0: it's other than playing other than Morgan State, it's the last time they covered the number. So they were embarrassed by Old Miss, and then take a single digit uh, loss at UAB, and then got blown out two bad losses uh
1: how many points are they allowing by the way in those games you might want to go through the points allowed because it's not pretty
0: oh the old, old miss well they've given up they they give up uh 153 to east carolina houston and old miss they kind of that's not good they grounded against uab and put up 20 and put up 28 or 21 rather sorry or just let up they 28 up 50,
1: so, they gave up 50 plus to east carolina that's a bad look right there And gave up 40-plus to Houston. Now, Houston, I know you end up having a team that goes up-tempo, whatever, but Houston's been better. They don't really have many great weapons. The point is this defense can't stop anybody.
0: Well, the problem with SMU, though, like you said, they they end up playing with their food, Scott. They covered a big number against North Texas, and they covered a big number against South Florida. But these mid-range big numbers, minus 13, that's a loss against Navy, minus 11 against Louisiana Tech, a 39-37 win there. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 you know, the thing that you have to ask yourself, can Tulane stop, stop the pass? I
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say, can they score enough to actually keep this close? I think we would agree SMU should probably score north of 40 in this game. I got it. I got to think so. Um, I'm I'm looking at the team total for SMU. I like the over. That's solid. Uh, You got it. You got a good number on that. Uh, The point is that if you cannot trust this SMU defense and Pratt, who I've never been a big fan of a quarterback, has been okay at times this season. So I do think Tulane can maybe move the ball. But this Tulane defense, they're going to have 50-something to East Carolina and 40-something to Houston. Right. I think SMU should, at home, be able to score at least 45. You're gonna and if you're looking at the team total, I f- believe it's 42, close 41 to nine, and a half. 42. Yep. So I'm looking at the over there. That way you don't have to worry about SMU playing with the food defensively. Tulane can still keep it somewhat close. But are they going to get many stops? No. And we know SMU also plays up-tempo, which should lead to more possessions. I'll take the team total over for SMU.
0: Can I interest you in another 70-point total, Scott? UL Lafayette, or Louisiana, as they call themselves these days, heading to Jonesboro, Arkansas, to take on the Red Wolves. Um, Lafayette, 18-point favorites. Like I said, 70 is the number. My friend, it is... Very, very difficult to express how bad, how bad this defense is. this defense is. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you one stat here. The okay. the Red Wolves give up six hundred and thirty-three yards per game. Okay? That's bad. Per per month? Per per month. No, per game. Per game. Okay. The closest team to them, in other words, the team that's ranked 129th, they're one thirtieth. The team that's one twenty nine is KU. They give up five twenty nine. That's 104 yards less. If you subtract 104 yards from KU, and you, you go from 129 to 88. So the same gap that is between 129 and 130 is also between 129 and 88. That is just massive. Um, this team, it's, they're, it, they're so bad at defense, it's hard to believe. Now, having said that, they can throw the ball around a little bit. They do put some garbage time points up. Louisiana, maybe a little letdown after that big App State win last year. How do you got this? Or last week, how do you have this one?
1: I think we got to talk about it because they, of course, beat App State. Now, luckily for Louisiana, they play Texas State next week. So there's no look-ahead spot at all. So you don't have to worry about them playing with their food. They don't have Liberty until later on in the year. They don't have Troy. They don't really have a meaningful conference game because, let's be real, Texas State's one of the worst teams in the Sun Belt every year. So Louisiana – shouldn't really be focused for this game, at least in my opinion. I'm looking at the team total over again because every team that plays against Arkansas State, you can almost lock in for 49.
0: Well, I'll give you I'll give you one more I'll give you one more fun state, one more fun stat about that. The teams that they've played that Arkansas State has played in the games against FBS opponents that weren't Arkansas State, in other words, their other games, those teams as a group average 27.36 points per game. When they played Arkansas State, 51.8. So they increased their output by over three touchdowns per game on average. So you can look at whatever a team is usually scoring. And I would say worst case scenario, you can add two touchdowns to it.
1: Now, the thing is, do you think Louisiana is going to play slow? It seems like this year they have been playing a little bit more up-tempo, which I do like for actual paces. For Arkansas State's perspective, when it comes to an actual spread analysis, of course, I'm not taking them to cover the spread, because how can you when you can't get a stop? Can you stop using Blackman in the first half? Hatcher's clearly the better quarterback. He's not even close. I
0: don't I don't understand the infatuation with Blackman. I know he played at Florida State, but... I he wasn't good at Florida State. No, he wasn't. He wasn't.
1: But you yeah. look at all those games, and it kind of seems like they rotate in and out, but they give Blackman the entire first half against Coastal. They scored, what, zero points? Yeah. They brought in Hatcher, and he scored three touchdowns. Yeah, they were awful. Maybe you should use the guy who's actually getting the ball in the end zone
0: again. I Yeah, I'm no, I'm no head coach here, but yeah, you might want to give that a shot.
1: You like him to cover? I gotta go with Louisiana because this team got off to a bit of a slow start to start the year, yep. but they answered the bell and then some against Appalachian, and Appalachian just beat Coastal, so you know that App State team's actually pretty decent. But a team total of forty-four and a half is what I'm looking. I like the over there. I think they'll probably score 45 to 50, but I like Louisiana to cover because they can run the ball. Lewis is very, very safe with the ball. So I'm not worried about turnovers against this defense. And if you have any wide receiver, if he turns around after four yards, for some reason, he's always wide open with about 20 yards to spare against this team. Yep. I expect a lot of big plays. I think you might even see a defensive score, but if they are going to keep juggling around with Hatcher and Blackman, I don't like your offense either. Full game, so,
0: full game total. They've got to, uh, they've got to do most of the heavy lifting. Obviously, do the Raging Cajuns. Is that defense shut down the Red Wolves, or are the Red Wolves going to be a, do enough to get it over the seventy?
1: I'm going to go with the over. Okay. I'm going to go with a 52 21 game.
0: Okay, very good. Um, I'm, I'll tell I've, I've got, I've got to go the same way. I've, I'll t- you know I, can't, I,
1: I can't take an under when one team is so bad at defense. The other team might accidentally walk into 60 points.
0: Yeah, they could put up, they could easily put up 55 in that game.
1: Yeah, and then you bring in the bench unit, and they're still wide open every play.
0: FAU Charlotte, FAU opened five-point favorites, now six-and-a-half. Uh, a lot of Owls money coming in. Is that smart Owls money as they travel on the road to Charlotte? 57, 57-and-a-half 57 is, uh, is your number there. The Charlotte team's been pretty good to us on occasion in, in the underdog role. Can we get one more out of them here,
1: buddy? Well, I actually wrote an article about this oh. for statsalt.com. Was it in play? I like Charlotte. I didn't understand the line. Now, by the time I wrote it, it was seven. So I don't know if there has been a little bit of buyback on the 49ers, but you're looking at FAU. And yes, the team has a three and three record. Now, this team has had a tough schedule. And you look at the losses they've had they lost to Florida, they lost to UAB. They've played some good teams. Right. But I have a really hard time laying seven or six and a half with a team that's winless on the road. Now, I mentioned, of course, the tough schedule involved, playing against Florida, Air Force, and UAB all on the road. You're 0-3. They've lost each of those games by at least 17 points. Now, I do think that Atlantic is probably the more talented team overall than Charlotte, but Charlotte at home has been good. Mm-hmm. They managed to beat Duke. I know Duke's not a good football team, but they, they beat not. a Power 5 school, right? which counts for something. I think Reynolds is a good quarterback. I think this team's good enough to compete. I do think Atlantic's going to win the game, but seven seems really high to me. I agree. I'll take the 49ers plus. the. Points. I'm exactly with you. I might even take a sprinkle on the money line. I
0: think that that team at home as it has a chance to uh, some, do some good work here tonight. Uh, as far as the total go, you got a thought
1: uh, for this one. It's really tough because Charlotte's a team that defensively has really looked inconsistent at times and the offense is pretty good, but I actually like the under. Just because if you watch Charlotte play, they eat up a ton of clock. And I don't mean that intentionally by running the ball, et cetera. They just will always snap the ball with about five seconds on the play clock. They are really content with just milking the entire play clock every single time, which was kind of annoying because I had the team total over for Charlotte against Ford International, which won anyway, because FIU's defense is absolutely terrible but they were milking a lot of the clock yep Atlantic's defense is okay I don't think it's amazing but they've also been pretty good when they're not facing quality competition I think that this game will be a little bit more low scoring than people think I think you'll see a lot of running clock give me the under in a very close conference game don't hate yep.
0: that I I, I I like that solid somebody wants to uh somebody wants to, to get our best play for the day I'm like they're so close they're, they're about three minutes away now yeah. All good. Hang tight. Hang tight. It's coming. Swear to God. All right. Last game on the board, Scott, as far as college goes, it's uh, it's going to be the San Jose state uh, and the UNLV game there. Uh, San Jose state four and a half point favorites. 44 is the number against you with UNLV.
1: Starkle's doubtful. So we're assuming Nash is going to be back a quarterback.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't like Nash as a quarterback, but defensively this team's okay. Now, UNLV, we know, is awful, but they've been very, very close. They've been competitive. And you want to look at them ATS, they've actually been pretty good. Yeah. So, I do think this UNLV team, which really hung tough with Utah State, also hung tough with Fresno, it's really been in some games, which has been surprising. Of course, they're still over, so it doesn't really mean anything. All right. But do you want to lay this with San Jose State? Because I don't. Oh, God. No.
0: No, although... There's no
1: chance in hell I'm playing this San, game, San by Jose,
0: me. no. San Jose State jumped up and bit us last week. We had San Diego State, and, San, and they completely played with their food there.
1: I like the under, and that yeah, game that's, was, I'm, what, 6-6 six, set six going into overtime?
0: Yeah, it was. They ended up at 32 going into it, double overtime, didn't even yeah. thre, threaten the total. I, I'm with you. I'm going to hold my nose and lean uh, UNLV here. Take, I'm looking
1: at the under, though, take just home because San Jose State, I feel like, is the right under team that you're looking for, yeah. because... They can't throw the ball. Their backup quarterback is not very good, and the defense that might not be the most talented group in the world. And it sounds cliche. They play really, really hard for their head coach.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the appreciate the the, the love on the stream. All right, let's talk about this uh, NFL game, and then we'll get to our bet the farm play, Scott. It is, of course is uh, it's the walking wounded bowl as the Denver Broncos come to town to take on the Browns. Um. This number has come down from four and a half down to one and a half. Of course, it was uh, the look ahead was even bigger than that about six, but a little bit has changed with the Browns offense. Scott, obviously arg- arguably their three best players will not be suiting up for this one in Baker Mayfield, Kareem hunt and Nick Chubb. We've got, um,
1: maybe Odell as well. We don't know if he's playing or not.
0: We get, we don't, uh, looks like Jarvis Lander rule back. Odell is questionable for this one. Uh, as of this recording, Jedrick Wills is probable, and Conklin is, probably, yeah. is doubtful. So it looks like they're going to get one of their tackles back. Um, windy night in in Cleveland, about 16, 17 mile an hour wind. They're coming off the lake. Sounds like a pleasant night. I don't know if you've ever been to Cleveland, Scott. It's uh it's a when it when the temperature is is low or in the like the forties fifties and that wind's blowing, it is miserable. Mistral. I'm just going to be love happy that i love the town. Weather is not ideal.
1: I'll be really happy. I'll have a remote in my hand indoors and I'll be watching Louisiana or SMU potentially score 60 points.
0: Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. 40 and a half is the total. I know you like the under. In, is well, I
1: see 41s. I like the under. There
0: is some 41. There also, a, there's a 40 at the West gates. So.
1: now I'm not going to lie. The under looks too easy. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. Yep. But, With all the factors, I can't take the over. I I, I just can't. You know what? I
0: I just – I had to take it on my play of the day. I took took the over just because it feels like we're getting the old okie doke.
1: It's a contrarian play, which is fine if you are interested in fading the public. But one side is a backup quarterback. Now, Keenum compared to an injured Mayfield, I actually think is pretty close. I agree. I made that point as well. They're missing so many weapons. They're missing some offensive linemen. Of course, Wills being back is going to help. They weren't sure if he was going to play or not. But they're missing a bunch of guys – And besides that, Denver also has a banged-up Teddy Bridgewater, so they're also a little bit banged up offensively. The wind really is the X factor here because you know Cleveland wants to run the ball. Denver wants to run the ball too. And if you're not expecting many big plays because of the wind through the air, I see a lot of running clock. I also question the field goal kicking with that much wind outside. I'm looking at the under. It's Thursday night. What does that mean? A hideously close football game. I see 2017 Browns.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Give me a side.
1: I'm going with the Browns because I just said 2017 Browns.
0: Okay. All right. That's your, that's your official play.
1: I I still think at the end of the day, Denver's not very good. All right. They ended up beating up a bunch of winless teams to win three straight games. They're not good. Cleveland. I know that this team has been struggling with health. I still think they have more overall talent on the roster and Stefanski is so much better than Vic Fangio.
0: Yep. I totally agree. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be a situation where I'm going to uh, take the uh, contrarian play and fade the public on the on the total and take the Browns with you. All right, and that brings us to our very last thing of the day, Scott. We've kind of taken a look at all the games. Uh, kind of, we didn't do much on the NBA. We'll uh, we'll get to that. We're still we're still learning our timing here, guys. So everybody appreciate your patience. We'll get to everything eventually.
1: Look at the Warriors.
0: Look at the Warriors. Yeah, Scott likes likes the Warriors there to come out and play. But we're... uh, It's reached that time where we put our heads together. We've come up with our best play. You and I have gone through the card, and there is one thing that we like better than all the others. It is time, once again, strap on that straw hat. Put on your overalls. Climb on the John Deere tractor goods, because it's time to bet the farm! (sighs) All right, Scott. We uh we talked about it earlier. We've been a little warm on the farm just officially. By the way, it is it is three straight. Somebody laid it out for us because we had the team total over on the on Monday night game, so it is three straight for us. How'd we do yesterday again?
1: We ended up having the Bulls minus five. And after review, they won by six.
0: Never a doubt. <laughs> That's my favorite right there, buddy.
1: Can't believe you didn't even throw in a Yee Haw in there.
0: No Yeehaw, man. It's, it's going if we lose tonight, it, it'll be why. So we'll know who to blame. All right, my friend. You've got it again. You've been hot.
1: What do we got? So we're gonna look at a player prop on this one between the NFL in the NFL game between the Browns and the Broncos. And we like the Johnson over 59 and a half rushing yards at minus 110 on FanDuel. First of all. DraftKings clearly messed something up there because it was at 65 and a half. So there was a huge differential there in between. seems like DraftKings might have updated it, but the point is that we did see a disparity if you shop around, so just keep that in mind. But of course, Dearness Johnson is now the starting running back because Chubb and Hunt are out and Johnson has been pretty solid limited action so far in his career. 33 carries for 166 yards last year, which is over five yards per carry. The Broncos run defense, was really good to start, but it's been struggling a bit lately. As in its last three games, it has allowed 5.7 yards per carry. Cleveland also averages the most rushing attempts per game with 32.8. And with a backup quarterback in Case Keenum, we think the Browns will do whatever they can to take the pressure off of him by running the ball, sickens the identity. But 59 and a half for a guy who probably should have north of 15 carries is way too low. We like the over in this spot. Yep, absolutely true.
0: The only other option right there is going to be Demetric Felton. I, I don't think he's going to get five carries. He's more of a receiver. Right, he's more of a third-down receiver out of the backfield kind of guy. I doubt if he gets five carries. I think they'll give him a couple carries to see what he has. John Kelly might pick up one. But I think Dearness Johnson got to be 17 to 20 carries.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm looking at. Of course, game flow, if you think the Browns actually win, will help. But – the question is, do you think they're gonna unleash Case Keenum with no wide receivers? The answer is obviously no. I'm assuming the game plans to run the ball.
0: There you go. And that's gonna do it, guys. And that is going to do it for Bet the Farm. That's gonna do it for today's edition of Heading Back to the Window. We appreciate you checking us out. We appreciate all the live comments. This is a blast. This is I, I love seeing everybody in real time, everybody putting their picks in there. Good to see Miguel and Nola. Teresa O'Brien's here. Um, I don't know who else uh, Alvaro uh, Jimenez I don't know who else I've missed Joe Free of course everybody that's checked in we appreciate it Memon Burke, good to have you live baby so everybody that's checked in everybody that's commented we appreciate it of course thanks for listening thanks for being part of the show we're going to do it tomorrow until then you guys have a great day good luck on all your plays from me and for Scott everybody um, again thanks for being here and we'll do it again tomorrow we'll see you later guys take care